Welcome to a private little war, Star Trek Attack Wing podcast. I'm Vinny Rose, and as always with me is Mr. Kevin Klausinski. How we doing, folks? This one is our last podcast before we go on break for the holidays. It's just too hectic to try and get any sort of uh, podcasting or gaming in during the holidays. And if we get a chance to game, we're just going to game. We're not going to worry about trying to write everything down, come up with a, a script for the podcast and everything. So <clears throat> we're going to take a, a break until January. Oddly enough, probably about the same time Discovery comes back on. Yay! Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do now that with my Sunday nights, now that Discovery's not on. And Orville will be ending soon, too, so it's like, eh, yeah, eh, we got a, a month and a half. They did get picked up for a second season, though. Yes, both of them did, so yeah. that's always a good thing. Anyway, this week's podcast is about the mission First Contact, which came with the uh, giant board cube with Sphereport, and it is a take on the movie First Contact. First Contact's not my favorite movie, it's probably uh, one of the better ones in the, the next-gen movie yeah, set. Agreed, yeah. I mean, when you look at the, the whole compass of all the movies that they did for Next Generation, First Contact would be one of my favorites. Or as our friend Mr. Meek said, uh, I didn't like it because it was just the whole movie was a plot for the Borg Queen to get laid. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't think of it any other way. Hey, but Data got some again, so it was okay. <laughs> he got some skin. No, for real. He got yeah, some he skin. skin. <laughs> now, thoughts going into this mission is mostly the fact that we're just going to get our butts kicked. We're going to get our asses handed to us. Now, we have screwed up the mission, but that's generally not been the case. And I, we played it three or four times now, Yeah, I, I believe three times we've played it. And mostly, I think we got lucky with uh, the... The Borg attack cards. Yeah. There's two sets of cards. One's the the uh, round conditions where they'll give you an objective that you have to do. Otherwise, you'll suffer penalties. And then there's the Borg attack card, which tells you how the Borg is attacking that round. Because it doesn't just attack with, you know, like six dice or... Every time. You, yeah. yeah. Which and, played in our favor, definitely. Yeah. This, we'll, this we'll get more to the mechanics of it because uh, I will read the mission for you. Now, I always like to read the missions because... If you are out there and you don't have a particular ship, but you still think the mission sounds cool, you can listen to the podcast and basically piece it together, proxy something, and boom, there you go. You can play the mission. The survivability of this mission, it's really the luck of the cards in that. Oh, because, yeah. Because, um, yeah, some of those cards are absolutely devastating. There was one where it was like, you know, it attacks the closest ship to you. And Picard was nearly undamaged. And and it was with 15 dice or something to that. Yeah, it was, it it was just, 14 dice, I yeah. believe. And Picard just evaporated. He was on a Hathaway. I think I had systems upgrade. And uh, it wasn't too, you know, uber-shielded. But it was it had, like... Uh, Going into that, it had full shields. It hadn't yeah, taken damage. It hadn't taken any damage. But and he just happened to be the, the luck of the draw that he was the nearest one to the, the cube and uh, got stomped on, pretty much. So let's um, before we get too far into talking strategy and everything, uh, let's read the the mission and we'll go from there. Mission overview. Mission overview. Number of players one to five. Special components: cube three eighty four, sphere nine thirty six, cube three eighty four shield tracker, 
Cube 384 Hull Tracker, Borg Attack Card Deck, and Battle Objective Card Deck. Setup. Each player builds a 120-point fleet using the Star Trek First Contact Special Rules and the Standard Squad Building Rules on page 21 of the Full Rules of Play. Place Cube 384 directly in the center of the play area. Players set up around the perimeter of the play area within range 1 of any edge. Shuffle the Battle Objective deck and Borg Attack card deck and place them face down next to the play area. Cube 384 starts the game with 30 shields and 30 hull for each player playing. Mark the total number of shields on the shield tracker and the total number of hull on the hull tracker. Special Rules Attacking Cube 384 makes a number of attacks each turn equal to the number of players. Cube 384 attacks using the effect of the Borg Attack card in play. Cube 384 attacks the ships closest to it. Cube 384 cannot target the same ship with more than one attack each turn. Cube 384's attacks can be cancelled, but any effect that cancels an attack only cancels the attack for the ship that activated the cancelling effect. Any ship that cancels an attack of Cube 384 is dealt to normal damage. Well, you don't really cancel the attack then, do you? Shields and Hull. Cube 384 cannot have its shields affected or bypassed by any game effect. Cube 384 is not dealt critical damage normally. Instead, when it would be dealt critical damage, it is dealt two normal damage. Cube 384 is not dealt damage cards. Instead, its shields and hull are tracked on the shield and hull trackers. Cube 384 repairs one damage per player to either its hull or shields at the beginning of each turn. Other special rules. Cube 384 cannot be moved or placed by any game effect. Cube 384 has a captain skill of 5. Cube 384 cannot be equipped with any captains, admirals, upgrades, or resources. Cube 384 cannot have any auxiliary power tokens. All ships except for Cube 384 and Sphere 936 are considered to be part of a single fleet. The words ship and ships on this sheet, the Borg attack cards, and the battle objective cards refer to all ships and squadrons except for Cube 384 and Sphere 936. Note, any effect listed on a battle objective card or Borg attack card supersedes all special rules. Turn sequence. At the beginning of each turn, before the planning phase, resolve the below steps in order. Step 1, overturn the top card of the battle objective deck. This is the battle objective card that will be in play until the end of the turn. Step 2, shuffle all Borg attack cards together. Then, overturn the top card of the Borg attack deck. This is the Borg attack card that Cube 384 will use to attack during turn. Step 3. Activate a strategic advantage effect if desired. Step 4. Cube 384 repairs one damage per player to either its shields or hull. Step 5. Resolve the rest of the turn as normal. Battle objective cards. Each turn, a different battle objective card will be in play. While a battle objective card is in play, the effect listed on the card is active. The players must complete the objective listed on the card by the end of the turn. If they do, they claim that card. If they don't, resolve the repercussions listed on the card and remove the game from play. If there are no more battle objective cards left in the deck, shuffle together all battle objective cards that have been removed from the game to create a new battle objective deck. Borg Attack Cards At the beginning of each turn, shuffle all Borg Attack Cards together excluding any that have been removed from the game. Then overturn the top card of the Borg attack deck. The overturned card shows the attack Cube 384 will use during the turn. Strategic Advantage Effects Once per turn at the beginning of the turn, 
After the battle objective card and Borg attack card have been revealed for the turn, the players can activate one of the below effects by removing the appropriate amount of battle, uh, claimed battle objective cards from the game. If you remove one card, Cube 384 cannot repair damage to its shields or hull this turn. If you remove two cards, Cube 384 takes 10 normal damage. And for three cards, Cube 384 cannot attack this turn. For Sphere 936, when all of the Cube 384's shields are destroyed, Sphere 936 is deployed. The players place Sphere 936 touching the base of Cube 384 so that it is perpendicular to an edge of the play area and is facing away from Cube 384. Sphere 936 is treated as a normal ship with the following additional rules. Sphere 936 has a captain skill of 5. Can only be attacked once per turn. Moves using the straight 1 maneuver. Cannot take actions. And attacks the ship closest to it. Additionally, when Sphere 936 is deployed, it immediately makes an attack. If Sphere 936 leaves the play area through any edge, it has gone through a temporal vortex and changed the course of history. The players lose the game. If the players destroy Sphere 936 before it leaves the play area, the crew of the player's ships gain a morale boost, which increases the primary weapon value of all ships by plus one for the rest of the game. However, the Borg are now determined more than ever to assimilate your fleet after seeing Sphere 936 get destroyed. Instead of Cube 384 repairing one damage per player to either its shields or hull at the beginning of each turn, Cube 384 repairs two damage per player to either its shields or hull at the beginning of the turn. Winning the game. To win the game, players must destroy Cube 384 and Sphere 936 before their fleet is destroyed. Alright, that's a lot of rules. And truthfully, we screwed this up the first, uh, we played it, now we've played it four, four times. times. Yeah, this would have been fourth time actually. But uh, the first two times, we screwed it up royally. We forgot to deploy the sphere at the right time. Oh, hey, the last three turns, we haven't been given the Borg back. Uh, yeah, shield. Shield. And... Now, and I can't stress this enough, this really does come down to luck on what cards, attack cards, you get dealt. Because some of them are kind of benign, and some of them are absolutely devastating. Here, here's one I just grabbed out of the, the attack deck. Cube 384 has a primary weapon value of 2 and all attacks and attacks all ships regardless of range. Ships dealt damage by Cube 384 must discard one Admiral, Captain, or Upgrade card for each damage they sustained. Max 2. You know, it doesn't sound like it's... That's potentially devastating. Yeah, for instance, like this one here. Plain and simple. Cube 384 has a primary weapon value of 10. Albeit on something like that, it would attack just one card or one ship. This was the one that uh, did in one of my full-strength ships. Cube 384 has a primary weapon value, as outlined below, and attacks the ships, the ship that is closest to it. Remove this card from the game. And it goes up by number of players. One player, the primary value is 12. Two players, it's 14, which is what... There were a lot of hits in that oh, one. Oh, yeah. And, of course, our luck of the of the dice rolls play into that. And, and the objective cards, the, the battle objective cards can be really hard to do sometimes. <clears throat> like, the effect. Each time a ship performs an action, it is dealt one normal damage. Mm -hmm. Objective. Ships that have the target lock action listed on their action bar must perform the target lock action. Repercussions. Ships that fail to perform the target lock action that have the target lock action on their action bar cannot take actions the next turn. 
So sometimes you actually just have to take a damage. Or like this one here was actually, could have been a really good card if we had gotten it. Ships can only attack cube 384 if their base ship cost is more than 30 points, which in this particular instance, none of our ships were base points of 30 or yeah. more. And then in the objective, you have to deal damage to cube, or you deal damage to cube 384 as outlined below for number of players. For instance, of player one, you deal 10 plus damage. And then the repercussions of that, if you hadn't gotten it, ships with a base cost of 30 points or less must disable all their shields. So, I mean, you could, if you don't come through with that, all your shields are disabled, disabled you could yeah. take some hurt. Especially if you got coupled with the Borg attack card that hits 10. But that, those were our thoughts going into it. Now, we do have a gameplay segment lined up for you. Now, I give you the gameplay segment. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby and have ourselves a snack. Oh, I agree. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Well, let's place. I have a nine, an eight, a seven, and a six. I'm a seven and two eights. I think I should, I think I should strafe around this side. My plan is to still go crisscross. Okay. So if you strafe, we're on the edge. I'm just thinking when the board spirited boys. I'm still gonna try to. You know, by the time that crash. happens, I'll be making my way around, yeah. orbit around. So okay, I'm gonna strafe from this side. Keep my guys together, and that way we can all benefit from Case's buff. Yeah. When the time comes. I didn't even use Shelby last time. You get to roll an extra defense dice and re-roll all your blanks. I had Shelby and Hayes on there. Plus two against the board. I thought that was a good thing because you got Pavel Chekhov on there. So I can still use the Hathaway's action with Riker right. to give him a battle station and always take Hayes' action. Truthfully though, of the cooperative missions, this one's probably the coolest. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll probably never run Report Q. Okay, let's flip up battle objective card. Each time a ship performs an action, it is dealt one normal damage. Ships that have the target lock action must perform the target lock action. So we're all gonna need repercussions. Ships that fail to perform the target lock action that have the target lock action on their part cannot take actions next turn. Board attack cards. Cube three and four is a primary weapon value of ten. Oh. Well, folks, this is gonna be a quick night. <laughs> well, let's get to it. Yeah. Let's hope for something a little more benign. Like a tumor. A cancerous tumor might be more benign than that last attack. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Borg attack cards. Cube 3 and 4 is a primary weapon value 1 and all attacks all ships regardless of range. Ships that dealt damage by Cube 3 and 4 cannot attack next turn. Ships with a base cost of 30 points or less must disable their shields. Ships within range 1 to 2 of the cube. Ships must be in within range one to two of cube three toward the end of the turn. Ships must select a maneuver with a speed greater than two during the planning phase. Jesus, now we're just counting on a defense dice because we're all gonna have to disable our shields. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna die. I learned something from you last week. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> no wait, what? <laughs> that may be a huge mistake. I need a beer that's gonna start doing something. <laughs> Borg attack card for this round. Cube 3 4 is a primary weapon value of 8 ships dealt damage by Cube 3 4 cannot choose a straight maneuver during the planning phase next turn. Next turn. Next turn, yes. Objective. 
Ships must select a maneuver with a speed greater than two during the planning phase if able. Ships must be farther than range two from the... Jeez, oh, we're not going to make this one. Ships must select a, a maneuver with a speed lower than two during the planning phase next round if we cannot meet the objective. Okay, here's where things get interesting. Sphere deploys! Alright. Okay. Pull that card. Oh yes, we need to shovel this. Let's get one of those cards where we do like 15 damage. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Orange attack cards. Keep three force of primary weapon value of four and attacks all ships farther than range three from it. Sweet! Place an auxiliary token next to each ship for each damage they are sustained. Oh my god. Well, good thing none of us are going to be at range three today. Greater than range three, yeah. Okay, and the battle objective cards. This is what's going to... Ships that have an evade action on their action bar roll two... Minus two attack dice when attacking. Ships that have the evade action listed on their action bar must perform the evade action. For repercussions, ships that fail to perform the evade action that have an evade action on their action bar roll one minus minus one defense dice when defending next turn. All right, that's fine. Well, that's going to cut down on our stank. Yeah, it will. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, five plus one for range plus two for haste. Not too shabby. No. Boom goes the dynamite. Now we've got to do this and figure out where everybody stands. If nothing else, we did this. So, hey, we don't take any damage. We might still have this one in the bag, my friend. Yeah. Round conditions and battle objective cards are done. I still think it's BS that only one ship can attack it per round. Yeah. But it is. Once the cubes destroy, I mean, up until the cubes destroy, I completely understand that. Right. But speaking of anything that has to do with alcohol. <laughs> okay, now it's just going to be a tag team of who can hit what and how hard. So let's all try and get into position, make the call, and we'll go from there. You got to nail him this round. Well, this round. It, it, if, if he goes off. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's only one person can attack him. I think we're going to lose. We might. Unless we follow him back in time! Gotta go back in time! So for the best, expect the worst. Fuck! Well, we tried our best. We lost history. A lot harder when you follow the rules. Made of ten. I need another beer. History has changed. One thing I will say is I think it's ridiculous that multiple ships cannot attack the sphere once the cube is destroyed. That's my take on this. Yeah. And we actually have run it that way that multiple ships can pummel the. the oh wait. What? Cube three eighty four only repairs one hull before the sphere gets deployed. Yeah. So we should have destroyed the freaking. Well, this, yeah. we were we were repairing two hull to the to the no, it's one cube. per player. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh wait, but we should have been increasing our primary weapon value by one. Wouldn't have been enough. Because I believe the regeneration goes up after the the cube is destroyed. No, or is that the sphere is destroyed? No, if regeneration goes up after the the sphere is deployed. 
but each of our ships would got plus one. So once the, the cube is destroyed... If the, if the players destroy the sphere before it leaves the play area, the crew and the player's ships get a morale boost. Which oh, I thought it was the cube. No, okay. no. No, what it comes down to is we... What happened is, I think the, the clusterfuck that happened underneath the sphere really screwed up us getting tone and, you know, arc on, on the, the, sphere. the sphere. Yeah. And, wow, yeah, it was... This was a hard one. Yeah. Well, my friends, we didn't save history. But, like I said, this is our last one before the holiday break. Hope you have a good holiday. See you in Unimatrix Zero! A Private Little War is hosted, recorded, engineered, and edited by Vincent Rose and Kevin Klodzinski. This podcast is based on a segment from the podcast Warp Core Breach. The segment is Mission Briefing by David Griffin. Warp Core Breach is recorded and produced by David Montgomery and Nick Norris. Music is provided by Garage Sale Porno and the Midnight Jacks. We are not affiliated with WizKids or CBS. All rights belong to WizKids and CBS, with the exception of Warp Core Breach, the Midnight Jacks, Garage Sale Porno, and a Private Little War. You can follow and reach us at a Private Little War podcast on Facebook. Always keep up the good fight. We'll see you next time.